I'd appreciate if you'd take a moment to give me your thoughts about the previous year on the Lutheran Cartographer, what you liked and what could be improved. If you could go to lutherancartographer.com slash 2020 survey, I'd appreciate it. Let's get into the show. The Lutheran Cartographer, episode 52. Welcome to the Lutheran Cartographer, the podcast where we explore what it's like to be Lutheran in different places. I'm your host, Nicholas Weber. Today we've got a bit of a different show for you. I want to do a 2020 year in review with you, and we'll be back next week, back to our usual interviews and exploration of the country. So I hope you will continue to join me and take a few moments to take a look back on the year with me. Now, 2020, as you know, was a extremely unusual year. I don't want to dwell too much on the year itself, but there are some thoughts that I have about it. I want to briefly walk through 2020 from the Lutheran cartographer's perspective. Then I want to talk about the major event of 2020 that was totally out of the blue for all of us, the coronavirus. And then I want to invite you to please take a moment to give back to me by going ahead and taking my survey about the year in review. I want to make sure that I'm listening to your feedback and making the improvements that we can make to the show. So let's start by walking back through 2020. First off, and probably the most obvious point, is that this possibly was the worst year in recent memory for someone to start a podcast about traveling, reminding people to go to church on vacation, all that good stuff. Not a whole lot of travel went on this year, unfortunately, as you well know. Nevertheless, I went ahead and did the podcast, made some great connections, did a little bit of traveling myself, and overall had a really great year. And I want to thank you for being part of it. It also gave me the opportunity to explore some wider perspectives. Early on in the year, I interviewed Pastor Wolf Mueller, who's in Austin, Texas, and he really put things into perspective for me. He talked about how the show was this great way and a great reminder of the universality of the church, that we're all in this together as the church militant, united by our confession. As I interviewed people from all over the country and all over the world with those two interviews that we did in Scandinavia, it was really this great reminder of that, how we are all bound together in Christ, we share this common confession, and even though our circumstances and our locale might be different, we share this together, which was a really great reminder for me. Let's turn to the big event of 2020, the coronavirus or COVID-19. There's so much to say here, and it's difficult to record this at the end of 2020 looking back because it's hard to remember what it was like at the beginning of the year. I was looking back through my old Twitter timeline, articles I was reading, all that stuff, and there was crazy stuff going on. People being welded in their homes in China, all sorts of crazy stuff. And to one degree or another, it is understandable that some people panicked and embraced the government oversight that came into our lives. However, at this point, looking back, it's clear from the numbers that this is not the second Black Death. It's not anywhere close to the Black Death. 
If you'll recall, the original projection for deaths in America were two to three million people. And those so-called good numbers were only going to be if we followed the lockdown orders to a T. Of course, as you know, the deaths were only a tenth of that if you go with the reported numbers, and if you go with the report from the CDC, only 12 to 16,000 died of only COVID, that is, without any comorbidities like diabetes or some sort of other medical issue. This has been overreacted to, and it's affecting our churches in negative ways. I want to tell you three stories to help you better understand what I'm talking about. Back in October, I went ahead and visited another church. Of course, this is long after we knew that this wasn't as big a deal as it was originally trumpeted as. However, the church, I was expected to wear a mask to my pew. And once I was there, no one looked at me. No one greeted me. As I went out, Only the pastor said goodbye. I was treated as a disease vector rather than as a brother in Christ. When we are treating other people, visitors, or members of our own churches as disease-carrying vermin rather than as human beings paid for with the blood of Christ, we are going far wrong. The second story I want to tell you is from this last Sunday. I went caroling with a church group to some of our shut-ins, and we were outside the entire time. And to all but one or two of the people that we caroled for wept. And they were so unhappy that they couldn't receive hugs and handshakes and other normal human interaction. It's clear that we are psychologically torturing people with these lockdowns. It's unconscionable to go along with them without a word of protest, much less active resistance. The last story I want to tell you is that I went to a holiday party with a number of people without masks on. This is not a church event. It was one of the best experiences I've had this last year. Getting to see people's faces, getting to laugh and talk like normal human beings, treating each other as human beings and not as disease vectors or vermin. It was a wonderful experience. If the church will not step up and provide this we will lose members. We will lose people. This, don't get it twisted. No matter what we do, 
even if we kiss the ring of every evil tyrannical governor from here until our churches dissolve, it won't put Jesus back in the grave. He is risen. It won't change the truth of the scriptures. They are still true. It will change who we can reach and what happens afterwards. After World War I, Europe essentially became apostate. And I'm sure that that is in no small part because the churches went along with what their governments were doing. And so afterwards, it was very easy to cast aspersions on the church that they stayed by while millions of men got ground up like so much meat. For what? We must answer this call. Not by pretending like Romans 13 gives our governors the authorities of gods and Roman emperors, but by addressing it with courage and refusing to be swept up along in the COVID cult, the COVID voodoo. Let's talk of the happier things. Again, despite our reaction to this virus as a church, it doesn't change the fact that 2020 was still, in some ways, a good year, and especially for me. I'm deeply grateful to all of you for listening, and I ask that you would take a little time to give back to me by filling out a survey about the Lutheran cartographer. I want to hear from you what your favorite episodes were, what you liked, what you didn't like. It won't take that long. Spend some time going to lutherancartographer.com slash 2020 survey and letting me know your thoughts. Thanks for listening to this different episode of The Lutheran Cartographer. For more information about what we talked about today, including more information about the COVID situation, please visit the show notes page at lutherancartographer.com slash 52. Also ask that you would spend some time filling out that survey. Again, that's at lutherancartographer.com slash 2020 survey. And if you're not already, I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to the show on iTunes or on Stitcher so you don't miss an episode. Until next time, I'm Nicholas Weber. Thanks for listening. Merry Christmas. And here's to a great 2021.